Before I forget, I was asked to remind that the, the Sunday is a great um, fundraiser for by the KCs on Sunday afternoon, selling a meal, meals for $10, and the proceeds go to support our, our Fire Night initiatives, which are really benefiting so many people. So please consider that this Sunday. The readings today, are they about uh, exorcisms? You want to talk about exorcisms? Does Walker need an exorcism? No, Walker doesn't need an exorcism. Okay, Walker might need an exorcism. But otherwise, um, no, and, and I want to touch on them briefly and then move on to something a little bit related but different. For me, the, the, the central line is whoever is not strongly with me scatters. I think when our Lord says that, suddenly the rest of the passage falls into place about being strongly united to him. Not being not only not divided from him, not just kind of mediocrely united to him, but strongly united to him. That last image of someone who has a house finally cleaned after the possession by the enemy, like when you go to confession, but then you don't do anything to change your ways. Of course, we fall right back into old habits and perhaps worse habits because we didn't reinforce our commitment to the Lord. We, we, we not only haven't changed, but now we're in a worse state because we didn't take seriously our Lord's challenge to stay strongly united to him, like the image of the five wise virgins having extra oil, not just the, the minimal, but extra oil. But that applies to us, but um, individually as the church, the micro-church, my soul, my family, but also the macro-church. And there's a lot of confusion, a lot of, of hesitation in the world today about what's going on in the church, what's happening in the church, is it the end of the world, like the first reading, the end of the world is coming, look at what's happening in the church. And is there going to be changes in the church, or drastic changes, or, or minor changes, or what's all this that's going on? And I was struck because today's reading in the Liturgy of the Hours, which is kind of a continuation of the, the Mass in some ways, is St. Vincent of Lorenz. And he talks about why the teachings of the church, not only do they change, but they were meant to change, but in the right ways. And so he makes some really helpful distinctions, which in the light of, of the Synod of the Vatican and other things where people are like, oh my gosh, things might change or things can't change, it gives us some, some helpful insight. So I thought I would just let St. Vincent um, preach today. Is there to be no development of doctrine in Christ's church? Certainly there should be great development. Who could be so grudging towards his fellow men and so hostile to God as to try to prevent that development of teaching? But care should be taken to ensure that it really is development of the faith and not mutation of the faith. Development implies that each point of doctrine is expanded within itself, while mutation or alteration suggests that a thing has been changed from what it was into something totally different. It is desirable, then, that development should take place, and that there should be great and vigorous growth in the understanding, knowledge, and wisdom of every individual, as well as of all the people on the part of each member and the whole church over generations and over ages. Y'all remember our creed started with, I believe in Jesus Christ, our, our Son of God, the Son of God and Savior. One line. And now it's the entire catechism. Um, maybe we will talk about exorcisms. Okay. But it must grow within the confines of its own nature. That is to say, within the framework of the same teaching and the same basic meaning. It imitates the processes of the body. I appreciated this a little bit. For although the, bodies, the body develops over the years, and the body, its individual parts evolve, they do not mutate into some different body. It is true that there is a great gap between the prime of youth and the maturity of later years. But the people who reach these later years are the same people who once were adolescents. 
So although the size and outward appearance of any individual may change, it is still the same person, and the nature remains the same. The limbs of infants are tiny, while those of young men are large, but they are the same limbs. The man has no, no more parts to his body than the little child, and if there are parts that appear with age and greater maturity, they are already present earlier in embryo. Now catch that? If there are changes in developments later in life, if there are true changes, they were already present in, in the embryo. As a result, it can be said that nothing new is produced in old men that was not already present in an undeveloped form when they were boys. There is no doubt then that this is the correct and legitimate rule for development and the best and most striking order of growth. If the passage of years sees those parts evolve in the adult which the Creator had prepared in the child before. If the human form is changed into some shape that is not of its own kind, or at least if something is added or taken away from the full complement of its members, then the whole body must perish, or become a twisted monster, or at least be weakened in some way. It is fitting, then, that Christian doctrine, too, should follow these laws of development, so that with the passage of years it may be strengthened, with time it may make progress, and with age it may achieve greater depth. For me, in my mind, I was thinking, like, we, we do develop, the, the apostles developed, both in their understanding of what Jesus had taught, who Jesus was, what was the way to salvation, their application of that understanding, how it lives, is applied rightly versus wrongly, and their ways of expressing it better and better, more accurately over time, in the midst of confusion and heresy and splintering of the church. It is right and fitting that there should be no discrepancy between the final result and the beginning. It's the same Christian doctrine, same Christian faith. So then, when something evolves from those first beginnings, as from seeds, it should now be received with joy and cultivated with care. That's why we, we can't really make the distinction, well, I support Jesus and what he taught, but not the church and what it teaches, because it's the same thing. It's the same seed more developed. We can't make that distinction. And in this day and age where there's fear of change or, or push for change, well, there's, there's a rule for right change. And we're not closed to it. We simply ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and light the gospel. May the church, the macro church, and our own hearts be guarded and closely united to Christ in this process, in these moments, so that we don't separate, we don't give in to fear or, or whatever other movements are going on, but we stay fixed in Him and following wherever He may lead us. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.